Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I'm sure you've seen the videos at this stage of the protests outside Leinster House yesterday between the shouting, aggressive shouting, pushing. Um, Michael Healy Ray was one of a number who were harassed by protesters as he tried to make his way out of the doll. And a, a very hostile environment. I'm sure it was very frightening for people there too. How did you feel though, having watched the scenes and the videos and the footage of what happened outside Leinster House? 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Adrian Cummins is on the line. Adrian's the CEO of the Restaurants Association, but you were actually caught up in all of this outside Leinster House too, Adrian. Good afternoon, uh, Andrea. I, I suppose this time yesterday, uh, I was going into the Dáil to attend uh, a launch of a report on taxation and a number of other representative organisations like myself got caught up on what all, you know, what happened outside the Dáil. And um, I think anybody that was entering the Dáil or exiting the Dáil got the brunt of the mob, is all you could call it. And in terms of, and it was quite vicious in terms of the vitriol and abuse that everybody got um, that were innocent bystanders um, uh, yesterday. And, you know, we had to reassess how we would actually try and enter the doll from a different access point. And um, I think we have to, you know, I'm a quite regular uh, before different committees in mm-hmm. the doll and uh, with, the, with, with my job. And, you know, my heart went out to, you know, female staff of the of the doll going about their work, uh, politicians, media, general uh, members of the public and tourists, actually, uh, coming out from the doll as well. So, you know, this is not what uh, peaceful protest is about. This was a criminal element that was intent on causing disruption and mayhem in our capital city outside our parliament. And um, there was an intent to make sure that people couldn't enter our parliament. Uh, because when we approached the barriers, myself and another business representative colleague, um, we were singled out as if we were politicians. And the general uh, yeah, consensus what, what, was... Yeah, what, what, what was the consensus? Like, what sort of a abuse was um, levelled at you, Adrian? Uh, Essentially, we were uh, mistaken for politicians and we were levelled with abuse, uh, verbal abuse. Um, But a colleague, uh, 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 another um, member of the media who was in front of us trying to access the doll at the time, they set upon him in terms of the amount of verbal abuse that he got and he actually needed to get guarded protection before he got in, got in past the barriers into the doll at the time. And this was from the, let's just say, the, the Nassau Street um, uh, entrance. And um, I think, you know, people need to sit down and reassess what, um, what, what needs to happen. And I hope that the guards will have the CCTV coverage of yesterday and those that... Uh, the ringleaders and those that uh, that committed offences and very very clear who did what mm. 
there will, will, well, there's will be been, there's, yeah, there's, there's thir- 13 arrests anyway, you know, have, have been made all right since the guards have arrested 13 people um, about yesterday, yesterday evening. But like a frightening experience, Adrian, I'm sure. Listen, I, you know, if you were, I didn't have your wits about you, it was a frightening experience. Yeah. And I had to reassess my security in terms of my own personal security going into the door yesterday. And I think, and it's not just about me. I, I felt for the staff of the Oireachtas, female staff, uh, young staff going in and out trying to do their job, and politicians as well. You know, this is wrong, mm. and this is wrong in our in our in our country the way this has come about. S- Stephen Teep is with us too, Adrian. Um, Stephen, of course, known to you, you know, to many, patient advocate. But Stephen, you were actually inside Leinster House yesterday when when all of this kicked off. So, what could you see? Hi, Andrea. Hi, Adrian. Yeah, very similar story to Adrian. I was, I was up there yesterday with the. Two to one plus support group. We had been invited up to give a briefing on where we are uh, currently with our advocating and campaigning um, on the back of, on the back of the, the cervical check tobacco, um, which I've spoken to you a number of times yeah. about. And this date has been very important for us because it's been in the diary for a long time. But um, an important day for us because it's our opportunity to highlight um, women's health in Ireland and everything we're fighting for for you know, for the better good. Uh, particularly in the screening programmes and everything. So a very important day. And for years now, we've been campaigning and advocating for this. And so when it comes to protesting, I'm very much in support of people um, voicing their opinions, having the ability to do so. But I think for me, there has to be two important rules attached to that. It has to be done peacefully and it has to be done with respect. And yesterday, trying to enter Leinster House like Adrian um, described um, that certainly wasn't the case with the abuse, uh, the verbal abuse that was thrown at people. Um, it wasn't thrown at us. Now we managed to avoid mm-hmm. that part, unlike Adrian. But walking through the the crowd um, was quite intimidating. We just there were six of us, and we just kept our eyes to the ground to walk through the crowd and didn't want to make eye contact or anything as well. So we were just afraid of where it could go to, you know. Do, do you think that and, do you think that they you were recognized even or maybe they, they knew who you were and, you know, part of the group. Do you think is is that why I was afraid I might I was afraid I might be or or someone might just have I don't know, like be mistaken actually was yeah. the fear because you've heard that that actually already been happened. But like like Adrian, we weren't able to get in the the main um, entrance of Leinster House where you would normally go in. We've been up there many times also and we were redirected around the, the back uh, where they were still allowing people in. But as we were leaving, one of the guard had just said to us, he says, would you keep your head down and keep your business to yourself for your own safety, he whispered, uh, while we were shuffling through the crowd. And, you know, which was kind of very unusual to hear. Um, and what's going through your to... head, Stephen? Sorry, just, just on that. Like, I mean... I... You know, I'm trying to picture for you and, and the other members that are there and you're, you're going into Leinster House yesterday to, to do your, your, your own thing and your own business. And, and you know, you've, you've the guards like having to say to you in your ear, like, just keep your yeah. eyes on the ground. And Like I thought the guards, to be fair to them, were doing the best they could. Like yeah. there was a big presence at the main entrance and they were doing it in a way that they were standing back because you just knew by the crowd that was there, all it was going to take was one thing just to set 
everybody off. So I thought that kind of stand back approach certainly was good. Um, but I suppose the main thing for us, we went after we got in and just before briefing talking to the politicians that had already got in earlier, talking about bottles of urine and that being thrown at them. And you even from inside the grounds, you could hear what was being shouted and roared at them from the crowd. And it was disgusting, very intimidating and something that um, was no means um, attached to what we would consider a peaceful protest. Um, but this was the biggest issue for us was when we were leaving. Um, of course, I'm rushing, trying to rush back to Houston Station to get the train Your back home, to Cork. Yeah, yeah and um, it was about four o'clock when I said, right, I'm, I'm leaving now. And I was walking back towards the, 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 the rear entrance of Leinster House where I came in. And as I was walking there, uh, people were, staff were walking towards me saying, oh, you're not going to get out there. They're after closing that gate now too. Uh, protesters have moved over there also. And what you were able to see as I was walking up to the gate was someone on a loudspeaker shouting, um, protesting. But it was people intimidating with the gates, trying to push the gates and shake, rattling the, the gates there, you know, in a kind of a very aggressive way. But for me, in my mind, it was, well, I'm not a politician. I don't work up here. I'm just an ordinary citizen. Surely I can get out of here, you know, without being on about being touched. Mm-hmm. So I was asking the guys there, look, can I can I leave, please? I I I need to go catch a train and so on. And they said, sorry, no, the whole place is in lockdown. We it's for your own safety. Um, you can't you can't get in or out. So I was talking to a Garda inside, and I was explaining to my sister, I need to get home and so on. Is there any way you can sneak me out? There's plenty of entrances around that they weren't at. So kind, she kindly walked me um, to an exit. And as we were walking, um, we were talking about what was going on. And she was telling me herself, too, that she got um, hit in the head also by a battle as well, which was, you know, like, it was frightening. Like, they're Absolutely. only doing their job I also, know, like know. the politicians, like the staff in sight. But it nearly like really didn't right seem to matter. Up. Yes, you know, when you hear Adrian talking about um, some of the abuse that, that he and his colleagues got, like, it nearly, it really didn't seem to matter who you were yesterday if you were it didn't to matter it who you are and you, you could have been mistaken to be anybody and yeah. I think what was really scary when you saw the, the video footage that came out last night of um, Michael Healy Ray leaving That's right. That's and right. you know love love or hate the guy like no one deserved to be treated like that him. and it was scary you know um, the abuse if you hear the abuse from the people that they were shouting at him it was no one no matter who you are deserves that Well his son actually uh, Jackie Healy Ray who's who's also a counsellor in Kerry is with us Stephen as well like, like Jackie just I, I know you know you're a politician yourself but taking off the hat for a moment like it has to be it has to be frightening looking at that video and just watching your dad you know coming trying to get out of work yesterday evening yeah, uh, uh, good afternoon, Andreas, you and to all your listeners. Um, yeah, look, uh, from, a, from a very human point of view, I suppose, for, for us, myself and, and my four siblings, it's something that we've grown up with always. It's, it's something that we've always known, uh, the whole world of politics and the good and the bad that comes with that. Now, obviously, that has the level of badness you, you could describe uh, as getting a lot more... Um, uh, deep and worse over the last number of years, and I, I, I suppose I, I thank my lucky stars that we're all that bit older, uh, and that we're obviously well able to to deal with all of it. But you know, my father, he's a father, he's a husband, yeah. he's a he's a grandfather to four grandkids, and 
he's going about his daily work. And that's exactly what he was doing yesterday. And he was doing a very ordinary thing yesterday. He had actually avoided the protest uh, to get around to the IT department to get in because there was a laptop that needed seen to. And, um, and unfortunately, the door, we, we hadn't realised that the door to that building was on lockdown as well. And that's how the whole thing came about. So it weren't the case that he'd wandered out uh, unknowing what was there. He purposely avoided it all. But, but unfortunately, when he came to, to get in the door, it, it, it wasn't accessible. Mm. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's not nice to see. I wasn't there now myself yesterday. But I, I was when did you first hear it. about it, Jackie? He, he rang me so actually yesterday morning. The two of us left Kerry at half past four yesterday morning and we headed to the ploughing. And we were at the ploughing together for a number of hours. And uh, we both went our separate ways in after he headed for Dublin and, uh, and I headed, headed back for Kerry. Um, so he, a couple of hours later, he rang me and he said, you know, it was, he kind of downplayed it and said, oh, I had a, couple of, I had a, I had a bit of rough, rough uh, half an hour there, he said. And, um, yeah, and uh, I kind of took no notice of it and until I seen the video then. And I was like, well, you completely undersold that. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, it was very uh, frightening, Jack. You know, like, I, I'd say he was, you know, well shook. Oh, yeah, but, at the uh, video. But, look, but look, I suppose, you know, to be honest, he was more upset about, so we, we had a new intern yesterday That's right. started with us uh, from the US, and he was more upset at the treatment towards her, uh, and uh, she was shoved, she was kicked, her phone was stolen, and that was her first maybe 20-minute experience of politics in Ireland uh, and I don't think anybody uh, no matter what political party you're from and you know forget about us for a second uh, a former colleague of mine on Kerry County Council the now Minister of Education I seen a picture of her on a gallow yesterday where there was a doll hanging off it and I mean I think of her family and the families of the other people who were you know and I don't think you know, politicians, look, of course, we, and I I've, I've, uh, consider myself having a thick skin and, you know, we've always been been, been shown how to deal with stuff and, and everything, but, like, you know, they're You're people human. as well, like. Yeah. yeah. And how is your dad's in, intern today, uh, Jackie? Because as you said, oh, imagine her first he, day in yeah, Ireland he, no, in the job. He, he, was, uh, he, was, he touched base with her there now this morning. And she's a bit shaken up, of course, of course but, she is, yeah. uh, but no, she'll, she'll, she'll be fine. And look, hopefully now, uh, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to, to show her exactly mm. how politics is like. And it's just, you know, I, I, but I do fear that, you know, the way things have been going, especially over the last two years, uh, that unfortunately, Andre, the way things, and, and thank God the Gardaí were there yesterday, because if they mm. weren't, God only knows what would have happened. But I do feel that we're going down a very slippery slope in this country. And that, unfortunately, the way things are going, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that, unfortunately, we see a politician killed in this country uh, because of the behaviour of what's going on. We've seen it in the UK in 2016, unfortunately, with the MP, Joe Joe Cox, who was was murdered uh, uh, while going about her business. And, unfortunately, there's there's nothing. we're, We're heading the same direction unfortunately, in this country. Well, I hope, and, yeah, and, 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 and because the, the, the dissent that's out there is, and by a very small minority, and, you know, 
at some uh, at some stage, I know we were talking about this morning, you'd wonder, should we even be talking about this, Andrea? Because we're giving such volume to such a minority amount of people now. Well, I can today. tell you, you know, Jackie, I, I, I've plenty of, you know, messages in now and, and WhatsApps from, from people today, even since I've been talking to yourself and, and Stephen and Adrian there. And I'll summarise um, one view that's quite common in one message from a listener who says, while I'm not in any way making excuses for the thuggery yesterday. I will say that there are many issues like immigration, housing, etc., which hasn't been addressed by the government. And this failure creates the vacuum in which the far right get traction. And that's one of many, many, many messages in that vein coming in. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. There's lots of you getting in contact, though, about the protests outside the Dáil yesterday. Um, Fine Gael Senator Barry Ward is with us because, Barry, Jackie Healy Ray was just suggesting there that, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that a politician could be seriously injured or even worse doing their job looking at the, the protests not just yesterday but, but other ones as well you've contacted the Garda Commissioner Drew Harris since this all happened yesterday you want him to take strong action what is that strong action? Yeah well I, I don't necessarily disagree with Jackie although it's not just about politicians as other uh, contributors have said it's about staff it's about visitors it's about the media it's about the fact that this is our national parliament and the people who were disrupting it yesterday and interfering with the business of, of politics stand for nothing or they don't stand for anyone either because none of them is elected, none of them has any uh, vote or mandate or anything like that. And I wrote to the commissioner yesterday because for two reasons. Firstly, that it, it should never be permissible for a group like that with without any particular aims, it seems, other than to disrupt things, to prevent people from doing their business in the Oireachtas. That's the first thing. But secondly, my concern is that the credibility of Gorda Shia will be damaged if they do not deal with these situations. So you cannot have a situation where groups like this are, are allowed to act with impunity. And the danger is that if they think they can, you will these actions will get worse, they will escalate, they will be emboldened. And the very things that Jackie mentioned, I mean, David Amos recently, uh, uh, a UK MP, was murdered at, at a clinic in South London. You mentioned Joe Cox. Sweden has had similar problems in the Netherlands. We can't allow that to happen. We have a very open politics in Ireland. Politicians are infinitely accessible to their constituents, right up to ministerial and, and Taoiseach level. That's the way it should be. Leinster House is very accessible mm. to the people. But how do you marry of all of that though then with, with peaceful protest? Like there was a text I... I this was not peaceful protest. No, well, that, is, that is very true. Yeah. But I mean, like as one listener pointed out and I wanted to just mention this this text that came in. Um, there was a texter here. Yeah, no one should be harassed going to work. But politicians did say stop protests outside our houses and hotels. You need to bring it to the doll. So somewhere that well, message is getting and they're lost. they're absolutely right. You've no business protesting outside anybody's house. That's not the place to protest. It's not the place for legitimate uh, business to be done in that regard. But I heard some of your listeners texting in and saying how politicians or politics have left, left this open because housing or whatever it is, immigration is another one they mentioned, mm. uh, are not are, are not being dealt with in Ireland. I absolutely and fundamentally disagree with that. In fact, I think it's dangerous for people to peddle that kind of, of narrative. The reality is, while 
Ireland is not perfect and there are many problems this government is, is grappling with. Ireland performs incredibly well on pretty much any measure you put in place to look at in terms of the UN Human Development Index, in terms of happiness, uh, democratisation, freedom of speech. All of these things were in the top five of the top ten in the world. And yes, we have our problems. But at no point is anybody excused from what went on yesterday. Because as I say, it's not peaceful protest. It was simple brutish intimidation. It was an attempt by people who were looking to disrupt. They, they didn't even have a cogent message. We don't know why they were why they were there. We don't know what they wanted. And it's, it's in stark contrast well, to well, that the is, Yeah, A lot of people asking, I mean, what, what were they protesting about and who were they protesting about? I mean, it, it seems to me it didn't matter. Anybody and, and everybody. Um, yeah. There's a lot of messages, Barry, and uh, you know what, I, I, I don't want to understate that to you. There's a lot of messages coming in today from people who feel that they can't talk about certain issues, they're not allowed to talk about certain issues. Like here's even even another one directed at uh, our news outlets have effectively censored any discussion on immigration. There's a huge groundswell outside of Dáil Éireann who feel deeply that our present policy of gagging any news concerning this by news media is given opportunities to the far right to take ownership. There's loads of messages about that. there, There is no gagging whatsoever. Um, We have constitutional rights to free speech. We have European Convention rights to free speech. You're not in any way prevented from broadcasting things responsibly. Now, what is going through the Oireachtas at the moment is hate hate speech legislation, which is in a different character of, of speech. So legitimate debate is absolutely fine. And the hate speech legislation, which many of the people outside yesterday were objecting to, by the way, that legislation is not about stopping people from speaking their mind. It's not about stopping people being offensive even. And, and we've said this many times in the Oireachtas. The bill doesn't stop you being offensive and people can continue to be offensive. Okay. What it does stop is targeted hate speech, speech at particular groups. But, now, you mentioned immigration. If, we, if people want to talk about immigration, let's talk about immigration. But talking about immigration in a legitimate debate does not involve racism. It does not involve slurs. It does not involve bold which you see all the time in social media. That's not okay. a debate. Let, that let, is let, let me bring another caller in as well, um, Barry. Brian, you've been listening to our, our chat here today. Um, why did you get in touch about the protest yesterday? Well, it was very similar, Andrew, to what Stephen was talking about earlier on. So I'm a board member with Cyber Safe Kids uh, and we're a charity and we were going into Leinster House looking for funding. It was a really important meeting for the organisation, first time we were in Leinster House for that type of meeting. And what was interesting was before we went in, there was that crowd, that same crowd that this was a month ago, in Buzzwells, having their cup of tea and their sandwiches and laughing and joking. And we walked in no problem, but on the way out, we were stopped and we were harangued by these people. Uh, they were, uh, it was very interesting because their messaging was very mixed. It was around the gagging that was just talked about a moment ago, what uh, RTE was saying, the lies that were being uh, perpetrated uh, in the media. Uh, I was grabbed by the shoulder. I was told that I should resign from the Doyle immediately, uh, that uh, I shouldn't be purporting the lies that were on RTE and everything about uh, vaccinations and around education of children. And it was, it was incredibly intimidating. Uh, but the messages were very mixed. They weren't, it wasn't a protest. It was a mob. And that was the difference. A protest mm-hmm. is somebody on Grafton Street giving their views. There could be a crowd. There may not be a crowd, depending on if people agree with their messages. This was more of a mob mentality. And that's the difference with this. And it was very disconcerting. We were three people going on about our yeah. business. And conf- mistaken right for somebody else, Brian. As well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were accosted as if we were members of the Doyle. Not that that yeah. would make it any better or no, worse. No, it doesn't, and you're right. But it was, 
they were blindly just looking for somebody to harangue. And that's the issue here. Jackie, you're still with us, Jackie Healy Ray. I have a text in from Kevin um, and he says, Will you just let Jackie know that those and thugs yesterday confronting his dad are a tiny minority? His father's reaction was both dignified and professional, all things considered. Nobody deserves what Michael Healy Ray got yesterday, no matter what party or political persuasion. How do you think your dad will respond to that, Jackie? Yeah, no, no, look, I, and look, let me give you another example. The two of us were at the ploughing yesterday, and we met the Minister for Agriculture uh, at the ploughing. He was in a tent with one of the representative bodies of, of farmers. They were having a very tough, frank discussion because there is issues within farming at the moment that mm. farmers aren't, aren't happy with. But the minister was able to go into that tent knowing that, that nothing was going to happen to him. Nobody was going to be in his face and calling him names or anything. They had a very open, tough discussion, uh, discussions that should be had. And that's the way things should be done. And one of the comments said that there's a ground swell of support. There was 200 people there yesterday. It's a very, very small minority. And the leaders of those groups should be called out for what they're doing because they're trying to expose issues for their own gain. They're trying to line their pockets, Andrea. Because if you go onto any one of their Twitter pages now at the moment where they're posting videos, live streaming, at the top in their bios, you will see a link for Revolut, a link for, a, a link for PayPal. And they're okay. benefiting not just... Not just uh, um, by, by the way, trying to get trying to get faction, but they're benefiting financially, okay. and maybe and maybe a knock on the door from the revenue commissioners to see what the story is with their income and their extra income right. from all this activity to see are they paying tax on it. It's it hard to know what accounts profit. anyway, isn't it? Who you know what I mean? Who who could be you know fake accounts or anything like that as well? Uh, Joe was with us too, Jackie. Joe O'Shea is um, a columnist with the with the Irish Mirror because Joe. <laughs> Like you've been writing about this for for a long time. Were you surprised by the scenes outside the doll yesterday? Not at all, because like there's librarians and there's chemist staff around the country who are going. Well, finally, maybe the politicians understand what we've been going through for two years. There's been guys trying. The Cork City Library was shut down. I'm based in Cork. Cork City Library was shut down. Uh, and during the summer, for the first time since the Black and Tans burnt out Cork in 1920, what you're not dealing with protesters here. Nobody, they're not. Who? What are they protesting? They don't even know what they're protesting. It's this mad mix of anti-vaccination, of anti-refugee, anti-immigrant, anti-foreigner. Bill Gates microchipped my nan. All of this kind of lunatic stuff. What you're dealing with, and one of your guests put their finger on it there is basically a mob mentality. These are people and who found themselves through social media before they would have been isolated. They found themselves through social media. They formed a mob. And what they've got is the taste, the buzz of being to transgress, of being to stand in the street and scream at people, you're a paedophile, you're a groomer, you're a traitor. They, they didn't differentiate between any of the politicians that went in yesterday. They didn't even know half of the people. What they did was they were picking people out with suits and ties and going, he's a politician, get him. There, there was a, I talked to Donegal O'Leary, Sinn Féin That's TV right, for yeah. Corp South Central this morning. He was one of the guys who got caught up in that very badly yesterday. They didn't even know who he was until somebody said, he's a TD, get him. And then one of the ringleaders kind of dimly worked out who he was and kind of started saying, oh, he's from Cork, he's from Cork. And they chased him down the street, around the corner. And he had to go in around the back way into the door. What we were dealing with yesterday was the blockading of our national parliament. So what sort of extra people. security then do we need at Leinster House then? You, you can't, these guys, right, right, they don't have anything else in their lives to do, first of all. They're permanently online. 
they were two weeks ago they were organising this out in the open online boasting about they were going to go in and shut down the doll. You can't just put a load of guards standing outside the doll. There is there people should have the rights to form and to protest. Of course. You can't do you can't just like lock down the doll for good. You can't have a guard following around politicians. These guys will fall, will go up to people in the street randomly if they think that they're the enemy, so to speak, and start screaming at them. You've got to tackle it where it starts. You've got to look at a lot of these guys as uh, as Mr. Hugh Ray was saying there, a lot of them are doing it. They're patriots, P-A-Y, patriots. They're getting paid to do it. There's some weird funding coming in from outside influences as well to the far right in Ireland. You have to look, cut it down at source. And one other thing I would say, yes, have a proper grown-up debate about immigration mm. policy well, in Ireland and talk about it. Yeah, well, it's funny, do, do you know, the other angle in all of this too, like there's an interesting text here from Sean and he says, the opposition need to be very careful in the way that they push the anger against the government and pushing that everything is wrong all of the time and that everything is bad uh, in the way that the government do and run things because words matter. Yeah, yeah. He's right but, about but, that. Yeah, but these guys are not connected to, to Sinn Féin. Or, no, 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 or no, 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 I'm not saying yeah. that at all. But, yeah, I know, I understand but what discourse, you're saying. But discourse it, matters. Yeah, it does, it does. But these, these, this tiny, tiny minority are outside the norm of political debate. You look at you nobody can talk to these guys. They just scream and roar and shout and push and intimidate. That's what they're there for because simple reason they're getting a buzz out of it. Mm. They're they're people who feel isolated they're people who feel that they've failed in life or suspect that they've failed in life and they love the fact that they can stand in front of the doll and, and impose no, their aggression on people. Yeah, another text here says everybody has the right to protest and nobody disputes that but this kind of carry-on was evident in videos shared online. It was disgraceful. Nobody has the right to assault, threaten or intimidate anybody. Another listener, it was at the ploughing yesterday and I was shocked to see in the roads leading to the ploughing signs from the National Party with the slogan Turf them out and an image of a piece of burning turf on the end of a pitchfork. Never heard of this party before. Clearly very right-wing with an anti-immigrant stance and racist undertones, says this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.